The last week has been filled to bursting with impeachable conduct by the president. Even now, this morning, he's accusing members of Congress, investigating him, a co-equal branch of government, of treason, and asking in his just-asking-questions way, what if they were rounded up and arrested? What would you say if you saw it happening in another country? I've avoided cataloging every wrinkle of this story because I believe fundamentally that proximity in these moments, alacrity too, these do not always improve our understanding. We pay attention in order to avoid feeling confused and nauseated. Instead, we're buffeted around inside a, a pinball machine. No wizardry possible. And we ironically remain uninformed and ill-equipped to react smartly. Remember, though, that in this phase of the story, a story as big as this, most people who are expressing strong opinions are doing so not with surety, but to create it. And that it is dangerous for people who are trying to make up their minds with facts. It's especially difficult for those who are trying to manage the, the glut of information, because every day there are more stories that come out that make this process feel worse and seem more certain. But there's this unavoidable feeling that this too will be fruitless, that this lawlessness will remain, that these efforts will be in vain. How sad it must be to be a supporter of this president, to deny the efforts of every scientist, intelligence expert, journalist, and instead to have put all your trust in a man best known for bankruptcy, infidelity, lies, and fraud. As I held back all last week, as story after story of the president's conduct broke, and it was confirmed and often admitted by the White House or the president himself in rage tweets, and even as he tries to change the story to Joe Biden's son or Hillary Clinton's emails, I was and am still reminded of the most important lesson that I've had in the last few years since I stopped being a White House reporter and started being a slightly more normal person. Relative but true. These moments in history demand our attention, our intellect, our judgment, and our passion. The facts are knowable but do not require every waking moment, every spare thought. And that exhaustion that we feel when we try to achieve that only serves to make us complacent and weary, which then serves the interests of those in power. So remember and keep in your heart that citizenship in this democracy is an iterative process, and that if I try to push you at all with my judgment in this moment, in an effort that I admit is an attempt to shape this narrative myself, I would only go so far as to say this. This feels different to me because I can sense the fear that this feels worse for this president. It's the fear of a man who has lived his whole life skirting the rules, but who now feels those walls closing in. But it feels better for those who are slowly but surely trying to hold him accountable. And I'm heartened by that. We all know that feeling. The anxiety that 
follows the sense of getting away with something. The vestiges of conscience that I, I'm not sure fully exist within a narcissist like Trump. But I've had that anxiety. And you have too. Probably in small degrees, tiny fractions. From all the insignificant corners I've ever cut in my life, I cannot imagine having lived a life as Trump clearly has and having accountability approach you like a reaper at the end of days. I would pity him if he deserved my pity. And I would pity all of us if we needed it. Instead, I choose to be buoyed by the feeling that judgment will come for Trump. That just because he could not stop for consequences, they will kindly stop for him. <laughs>